Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by Reverend Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor at the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. Father in heaven, we are grateful, we are thankful. Lord, we thank you for this day and the opportunity we have to come before you to hear your word. Spirit of God, lead us and guide us into your word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Please clap your hands together for the Lord and be seated. Wonderful. Well, this afternoon, I want to share with you the blessings of a placenta. The blessings of a placenta. So I said we are going to introduce to you the placenta system. The blessings of a placenta. Now if you were to open your dictionary right now to look for what is placenta, you may not find it. Amen. It is not, I can guarantee you will not find it in your dictionary. Hallelujah. So, the blessings of a placenta. What is a placenta? What is a placenta? That is the first thing we want to answer. What is a placenta? B-A-C-E-N-T-A. Placenta. Amen. What is a placenta? So, placenta is a term that is coined in the UD and the UO. Hallelujah. It is a lighthouse terminology. Hallelujah. That is why you will not find it. And in our church, we have a lot of words that we have coined. So what is a placenta? So a placenta is a smaller part of the bigger church group. A smaller part of the bigger church group that comes together as a fellowship or a cell group. A cell group, which you may hear oftentimes in other churches, they talk about cell groups or fellowship. Or it will be a department or a branch. And it is for the sake of high quality care and church growth. Amen. Amen. So a placenta is a smaller part of the bigger church group that comes together as a fellowship, cell group, department, or a branch for the sake of high quality care and church growth. Amen. Amen. So that is the main reason why we form a placenta or we form the placenta system or these cell group systems. Hallelujah. So it is the smallest part of the church that can represent the church. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? It is the smallest part of the church that can represent the church. You know, for instance, you know, if I may just break it down a little bit, you know, there you can have you can have a subgroup of a large group that has all the characteristics of the large group. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? If you take the human cell, for instance, 
It has all the characteristics of all the cells put together. Amen. Are you listening? Yes. It has all the needs that the body, the various cells in the body needs. So the cell or the, the placenta is the smallest group, the smallest group that you can find in the church. Amen. Hallelujah. And it says the purpose of that is to provide high quality care and church growth. Amen. 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 So what does that mean? That means that your life as a church member, your life in the church, when a placenta is formed and you are a part of it, will be far more beautiful than before the placentas. I think it's a good place to clap your hands together. Amen. The kind of care that will be provided to you will be a, a superior care, higher quality than before the placenta. So a placenta is designed to bring you high quality care, to provide you with a high quality care that the large church group isn't able to do. Amen. And how is that? How does that come about? How do? How does that happen? And the Bible shows us how that comes about in Ephesians chapter four and verse sixteen. Ephesians chapter four and verse sixteen. It says, "I'm reading the NIV. I read a lot of NIV versions." It says, "From Him, that is from Christ, the whole body." The whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Are you listening? So what he's saying is that he says the whole body, which is the body of Christ, which is the church. The whole body does better, does well, or does better when each part of the body is working. It does better than when only one part is working. And no matter how important that one part is, what it means is that if we have different cells, we have different percentages, and they are all working together. It produces a far more better church, a far more better church members, a far more better leaders, a far more better sheep than if the whole church is just together and there's only one leader. Are you listening? No matter how important that one part is. So no matter how important the brain if the brain is the only part of the body that is working, we say you are very brilliant, but you have no hands. You are very brilliant, but you don't have legs, you don't have stomach. You are very brilliant, but you don't have a neck. Are you listening? So how does that help us? So no matter how important the brain is, it needs all the other parts to work to make the body perform its ultimate or almost capability. 
Are you listening? Now, God himself instructed and supported this concept of the placenta system when he had his first church in the wilderness that he started with Moses. God himself had this placenta system. Amen. And he even anointed the placenta leaders. There were placenta leaders. That means the people who lead these small groups. Hallelujah. There were placenta leaders. God formed, God realized there was a need for a placenta system in order to provide a high quality care for the people. Hallelujah. Numbers chapter 11 and verse 14. And I, Numbers chapter 11 and verse 14. Okay. Numbers chapter 11 and verse 14. You gotta move. You need to speak. Because we're reading a lot of scriptures here today. Alright. Numbers chapter 11 and verse number 14. Okay. So here is Moses. The pastor of the first church in the wilderness that God formed. God brought these people out of Egypt and they were in the wilderness, the congregation. And Moses was the pastor. And listen to what he said. Listen to what the pastor said. He said, I cannot carry all these people by myself. Yes, a pastor that God has called and God has anointed and he has sent to lead his people. And the pastor, after working for a while, working with the people, this is what he says. He says, I cannot carry all these people by myself. This was his complaint to God who called him. Was Moses called? Was Moses anointed of God? And he said, I cannot carry all these people by myself. Why? He says, the burden is too heavy for me. Let me tell you, the burden of people is very heavy. You know, if you work, your work involves maybe, you know, you're a veterinarian or a veterinarian or you work with, you know, furniture you work in. You know, things you are really stay stay there because or you work in trees. Because working with people involves a lot of burden. People have burden. Amen. People have issues. Whenever you gather people together, their burdens multiply. Amen. Individually, they have burdens. Now, when you put them together, their burdens multiply. <laughs> Are you listening? So Moses, with these people, he said, I cannot carry all these people because God had a plan to carry them somewhere. And he says, Moses should lead them. Now, when Moses recognized their problems, he says, the burden is too heavy for me. The work 
to carry this report is too heavy for me. Then he says, if this is how you are going to treat me, please go ahead and kill me. Look at that. I mean, it's a pastor that God has called. Because of the people. He says, if I have found favor in your eyes and do not let me face my own will. Verse 16. The Lord said to Moses, the Lord agreed with what Moses said. And the Lord agreed that Moses was overburdened. Is somebody listening to me? Yes. The Lord said to Moses, Bring me 70 of Israel's elders who are known to you as elders and officials among the people. I am not going to choose any. You, you, you the pastor, you have been with the people for a while. You are with them. So you just select 70 of them that you know who have been in the church for a while, who have been with you for a while, who you know among them as elders. He says, bring them or officials among the people and have them come to the tent of meeting that they may stand there with you. And that is what we are going to do today also. Amen. Amen. So God is saying to the pastor, choose from among the people, choose some of the people and bring them and let them stand with you. You'll just be with them. Hallelujah. He says, I will come down and speak with you there. And I will take some of the power of the Spirit that is on you and put it on them. Amen. Why? What is that purpose? What was that for? He says, they will share the burden of the people with you so that you will not have to carry it alone. Wow. You see, in Exodus, before this happened, Moses, what he was doing was, in the morning, he will take the judgment seat. He will sit down in the judgment seat. And uh, people will line up. They will line up the one whose neighbor has taken the goat, the one whose neighbor switched the chicken. I had a male one, and that was a female. He says that he owns this, and then he has swerved me. The one who, whose beloved, Change the mind. He made a promise and now they have changed the mind. You know, so many of them. And each one with his own issue or with their own issue. And they will line up. And then they will come. And then you open the scriptures. And then you will resolve this issue. This one. Will, and then they will come from morning to evening. And the man cannot take break. Amen. The man cannot take break. And the ones who are the man who could not get to see him, they get very angry. And they say they want to take his work. But you can't see them. Every time you call, they are busy. Anytime you come and stand here, they can't talk to you. So Moses' father-in-law saw what Moses was doing and said, What are you doing? What you are doing is wrong. You will kill yourself. If you continue to lead the people like this. 
all the people. And they are the same ones who insult you if they look at what has happened to you. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So, verse 24, verse 24, it says, So Moses went out and told the people what the Lord had said. He brought together 70 of their elders and had them stand around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke with Moses. And he took some of the power of the Spirit that was on him and put it on the 70 elders. When the Spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but did not do so again. Hallelujah. So, the purpose of this basenta, so here is the basis upon which Basenters are necessary to provide high quality care for the church. That these 70 elders, now they are going to share the burden with the pastor. These 70 elders, they will be given a group. So instead of Moses in the morning sitting alone in the judgment seat, there will be 70 other elders in various places where the people will be shared among them that you will go and see this elder, you will go and see that elder, you will go and see this elder, and you are guaranteed that the same spirit that is upon Moses is now upon them, and they will provide the same judgment. Amen. Amen. So that the pastor will not bear the burden alone. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Isn't that a wise thing? Wow. Is it something that you think will help us as church? As members? As pastors? Wow. So there is always a win-win in direction. And of course, there must be a win-win. If God approves of a group like this. Hallelujah. So, the Lord Jesus Christ himself also was a center leader. Jesus was a center leader. So if you join, if you decide to join a basenta, you become a part of a group that Jesus Christ himself approves of. Amen. Jesus himself started a basenta with only two people. The basenta should not be another large group of people for one person, for one basenta leader. It shouldn't be like that. Then the burden becomes the same again. Are you listening? So we are always going to ensure that a basenta is a small group. A small group. It doesn't mean that it will not grow. It will grow. But when it grows, we have to divide it again and make it a small group such that we can continue to provide a high quality care and growth. Amen. Amen. John chapter 1 and verse 33. John chapter 1 and verse 33. 
Let's read from verse 35. Please, verse 35. He said, the next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. Two of John's church members. Okay? When he saw Jesus, when John saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the love of God. So, in effect, he introduced Jesus to these two disciples. He says, look, that is the love of God. Look, that is an anointed man. Look, that is a good shepherd. That is the love of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, what did they do? They followed Jesus. When the two disciples heard John, as long as their pastor introduced this man to them, they accepted him and they were flowing with him. As long as their pastor said, that is the love of God. If that is what you are saying, we will follow him. Amen. Amen. So John gave two of his members to Jesus to stand at the center. Are you listening to me? To stand at the center. He says, turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi. Right away, they are calling him Rabbi. Why? They never met him because of what their pastor told them. Is somebody listening to me? Because of what their pastor told them. They said, Rabbi, which means, teacher, where are you staying? Amen. If your eyes become Chinese. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't like Chinese eyes. No personal, not personal, but if you are Chinese, I will accept you. But if you are not Chinese, then your eyes become Chinese. Amen. They asked him, where are you staying? He said, come. He replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying and spent that day with him. It was about the tenth hour. Andrew, are you listening? Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John said and who had followed Jesus. Do you know Andrew? Simon Peter's brother. At this point, did you know Simon Peter? So Jesus now is introduced to Andrew, or Andrew is introduced to Jesus. Now, the first thing, listen very carefully, Michelle. The first thing that Andrew did was to find his brother Simon. Wow. I'm talking about Basenta system. Andrew was in John's church. Are you listening? He's not introduced to this new Basenta leader. And the moment he went to be with him, the next thing, when he left church, the next thing is he went and he found his brother Simon and he tells him, 
we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. We have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And then, and he brought him to Jesus. He actually brought his brother to this new center. He brought his brother to this new cell group. He brought his brother to this small group. They were just two. So he has brought his brother. Then he said, and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas or Cephas, which when translated is Peter. Do you see how Peter got to join the church of Jesus? He was invited by a member of the Passover. His brother. Your life in the Basenta should change. When Andrew was in John's church, he never brought his brother. But now that he's in this small group, he felt that there's a need for us to grow. You need to come and join us. You need to come and be with us. I have seen the Messiah. You have to come and hear him. Amen. So he brought him and immediately his name is changed from Simon to Peter. Okay, let's keep reading. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. The Basenta leader himself. Basenta leader is not a, some lazy man or lazy woman that is a boss that is just sitting around and bossing people around. Are you listening? <laughs> so he himself also went out and found Philip. He found Philip and he said to him, follow me. Follow me. Andrew, are you listening? He said, follow me. Then, Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip now, as he has come to follow Jesus, he also went and he found Nathaniel and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophet also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Beloved, this is how Jesus' church was built. This person finds that person and invites that person, and this one in turn invites another person. That is how the Basenta helps to grow a church. Every member of the Basenta now intends to bring another person to join. Hallelujah. It brings life to the group. Amen. Amen. Is somebody listening to me? So, the benefits or the blessings of joining a Basenta. I just want to give you seven benefits or seven blessings and we're done. When you join a Basenta, you will have a loving, caring Basenta leader 
who will be assigned to help lead you. If you join a Basenta, you will have a loving, caring Basenta leader who will be assigned to help to lead you. Beloved, we will not address all of this today, but the old church, when it began, it was a church in the temple like this, and they were also having small groups in houses, in homes. Hallelujah. Amen. The scriptures are lit with all of those groups. Meeting in the temple and then from house to house. Meeting in the temple and from house to house. Amen. So when you join the Basenta, you are going to have, or we are going to assign to you a loving, caring Basenta leader who will be assigned to help lead you. John chapter 10 and verse 2. John chapter 10 and verse 2, I'm reading to 3. It says, The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. So when you join a basenta, you are given a leader who will lead you. He will know you personally. Hallelujah. And he will lead you. His work is to help lead you. Amen. First Samuel 18 and verse 16 says, But all Israel and Judah loved David. You will have a loving leader. He says they loved David. Why? Because he went out and came in before them. That means he was leading them. That's a loving leader. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 15. Very important scripture. It says, Then I will give you shepherds. I'm reading the NIV. I will give you shepherds or pastors. I will give you shepherds after my own heart. Who is speaking here? Whose own heart? God's own heart. It says, I will give you shepherds after my own heart. You know, when someone gives you a gift and says, this is for my heart. This is, is a gift from my heart. When someone gives you a gift and the person says, this is a gift from my heart. And the person comes to your house and sees the gift lying somewhere in your garage or in front of your house by the chute. What do you think will happen to the person? Will the person ever give you a gift again? Will the person be happy with you? Especially if the person said, this is a gift from my heart to you. So the scripture says, I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will lead you with knowledge and understanding. He will lead you with knowledge and understanding. I will give you shepherds after my own heart. So, pastors or shepherds are given after God's heart. So, you don't choose the kind of shepherds you want. Anytime you want to use your own understanding to choose someone to lead you, as far as spiritual things are concerned, you will look at things on the outward. 
Are you listening? Yes. You will look at things that are attractive to you. I like the way he smiles. Hey. I like how she talks. Hey. I like how she looks humble. Hey. Or how he looks humble. I like his body weight. Are you listening? That is the kind of, you know, when people are choosing even president, there's a, there are people from a certain country, when they are even choosing a president, they say he looks like a president, so they will vote for him. It fits him. He has a look for the president. Whether your brain is dead or you are, no matter who you are, as long as you have the looks or you speak like the president. This one that when he's walking, his legs are, how can we vote? And it doesn't matter how brilliant and how much heart you have for the country, they will not vote for you if you don't have the looks. You gotta look good for the position. Amen. So pastors or shepherds are giving up God's own heart. And so when you receive them, that is when you receive the blessings of God for giving you something from his heart. When he sees that you cherish what he has given you from his heart, don't you think he'll give you more and add more to you? Amen. The next one, when you join a Basenta, you will have a loving, caring Basenta leader who knows your name, who will be with you, who will talk to you, and who will get to know you and even help with any issues. Wow. You know, sometimes you need to be in a small group to be known. Are you listening? You know, when you are not known, there are several things that don't get to you. Do you know that? You know, if you are in a big institution, you are in a big institution and no one knows you, there are certain things that cannot come to you. No one knows your issues. You are going through issues, but people don't know. But if you join the Basenta, you will have a loving, caring Basenta leader who will know your name? He knows your name or she knows your name. He or she will be with you. He or she will talk to you and will get to know you and even be able to help with any issues that you may have. Hallelujah. John chapter 10 and verse 14. This is what a Basenta leader says. The best Basenta leader that you will ever find. And who is that Basenta leader? Jesus. There is never better leader than Jesus. He says, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and I'm known of mine. The good shepherd knows the sheep. He knows the sheep by name. He says, I am the good shepherd. When your leader does not know you, he's not the good shepherd. So why do we create an environment where there is one person that does not know all the people? And that is why we need percentages where everyone will be known. Everyone will be known. You will never be counted just as a number or just as a member, but you are known. You are known by name. 
you are known by who you are. Even though some people don't want to be known. Amen. But he says, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I'm known of mine. The sheep will know him also. Hallelujah. The next one, when you join the Basenta, you will personally get to know your caring and loving Basenta leader and be friends with him or her. Amen. You will personally get to know your caring and loving Basenta leader and be friends with him or her. This is our goal, to have a Basenta leader. If, for instance, we have Andrea as Basenta leader, you will know her, you, she will know you, and then one day you'll be a Basenta leader. Yes. Amen. You will know the leader, the leader will know you. Amen. John 10, verse 4, he says, When he was brought out, When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him. Why? Because they know his voice. They know his voice. There are some of you, as soon as your friend picks up the phone and calls you, the moment you pick the phone, you know who the person is. Amen. The moment you hear the voice, you know who the person is. He says, when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him, because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him, because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Amen. So, your loving, caring, percentage leader will know you. You will be friends with him. Amen. You will know your issues. You will know who he is or who she is. You will have access to him or her. Amen. You will chat. Hallelujah. The next one, when you join the Basenta, you will have a loving, caring Basenta leader who makes sacrifices for you and your well-being. Amen. Who makes sacrifices for you and your well-being. He'll be fasting for you. He'll be praying for you. He'll be visiting you. He'll be counseling you. Amen. 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 He'll be counseling you. He'll be concerned about your challenges, difficulties in spiritual life, whether or not you're having challenges in quiet time. You see, there are so many things that go on with you that the pastor doesn't know. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I speak to church members and then I find out about something that is going on with the person. And then the person says, Reverend, I didn't want to bother you. You see? He says, you have so many things, so many people calling you, I didn't want to bother you. That is why we need Basenta leaders. That is why we need Basenta leaders. Because we don't want you for a moment feel that there is a burden. That is too much for a pastor to bear. Amen. Amen. Because burdens and issues, when they are not addressed, it becomes overwhelmed. And it can drown you. 
Many people get missing during the pandemic. Many people were drowned out of bed. Many people were going through issues that we didn't even know. And the reason is we felt that everyone is going through it. Robin is also going through the issues. And so I don't want to bother him. But when we have a center, when we have a group, a small group, you do not show up, the Pacenta leader will find out why you were there. We are having something that you didn't contribute or you didn't participate, the Pacenta leader will know why. Amen. Do you think it's a good thing? I said your, your, your care, the quality of care that you are going to have with the Pacenta will be of a high quality care. You see, because sometimes you think that the church doesn't care. Sometimes you feel that the church doesn't care. And it's because of this problem that Moses encountered. Because I can imagine how the people will be lining up and the people who were in the bathroom. Because sometimes you can't just walk fast to join the be in the front in the morning. But you have issues. You are bad. You have pain in your life. And you cannot be the first person to see the pastor. So sometimes, right after church, I see there are some people, they are waiting to see me, and then they stand here for a while, and then they leave. Not that they don't have the issue that they, the thing they want to talk to you about is not important. You think that's the reason? Have you been in that situation before? You see? And you didn't say now we have a sentence and it will not happen. Amen. It will not happen. Again. Hallelujah. It will not happen. When you have an issue and you are in church, you couldn't see your percentage leader during the week. You will see the percentage leader in church. You will talk to the percentage leader. The percentage leader will convey the message to the pastor. The pastor will reach out to you. You will never be ignored again. I said the care that you are going to have with the percentage system is of a high quality. High quality. Amen. Sometimes somebody has not come to church for a month and you have not even been noticed. Are you listening to me? Sometimes we ask about someone, where is this person? And then everyone wakes up, oh, yeah, where is this person? Where is this person? Have you heard that before? And that cannot happen in a small group. We don't want it to be too large. In the, for the meantime, some people will be maybe a group of seven, but we don't want it to go more than that. We want a minute, maximum seven. When you become more than seven, we will divide you. So when you are in a percenter, you are a potential percenter leader. Amen. Because when you are in the church for more than two years, you are ready to be a shepherd. You are ready to be a shepherd. Amen. And you have been in the church more than two years. Put your hands together for the Lord. Michelle, have you been in the church more than two years? Clap your hands together for the Lord. You see how many percentage leaders we have in the church already? Amen. So your center leader will be fasting for you, he will be praying for you, 
He'll be visiting you. He'll be counseling you. Amen. He'll be interacting with you. Hallelujah. Next. Well, the scripture for that is John 10 verse 11. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Amen. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So the good shepherd will lay down his life as far as fasting is concerned. The good shepherd will fast for you. Not that you shouldn't fast. Because we are canceling fasting for you in general. The good shepherd will lay down his life for you. He will pray for you. That's why I was supposed to pray. He will pray that you become a prayerful person. He will fast and pray so that you will gain strength to fast. Amen. Next, when you join the placenta, you will have a loving, caring placenta leader who wants to have more sheep. You will want to have more sheep through invitations, outreaches, and evangelism. Did you see Jesus? He had more sheep. People were inviting him to bring to his placenta. He himself was going out evangelizing. Hallelujah. You will have more sheep in the placenta. John 10 verse 16. He says, I have other sheep. This is Jesus speaking. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen or sheep fold. I must bring them also. Amen. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. So when you are in the placenta, you should be looking out that your placenta leader has love for more sheep. And you should also help your placenta leader to reach out to more sheep also. Amen. You should bring to your placenta leader's attention, we need this person. We, we have not had this person here for a while. You should go out and also find sheep and bring them. Did you see what Andrew was doing? Philip? Amen. So he says, other sheep do I have also and we must bring them. So we must bring the other sheep to join. Hallelujah. When you join the placenta, you will have a loving, caring placenta leader who will see the placenta as a family and keep them together. That is a main idea. We want to be like family. We want to be like family. Sometimes there are certain things that are happening to you and you feel like it is for family. We want you to feel like a family in the placenta. You will do things and come on. You will fellowship. You will, sometimes you just will go out and just fellowship. Our placenta, we are going out to eat today. After church, our placenta, we are going out for lunch. Amen. Either your placenta leader can treat you or you treat your placenta. You say, I'm going to lunch. How much does it cost to take people to lunch? Does it cost me? You can go to a buffet. People love buffet. They will love you. When people eat to a degree that they don't want anymore, they are happy people. 
they start talking, talking and be free when they are eating and they are full. So, Baseta, we want it to be like family where we can come together and fellowship. Hallelujah. John 10, verse 12. He says, The hired hand is not a shepherd and does not own the sheep. You see, we are not talking about someone that we are paying to look after the people. The hired hand is not a shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. When you hire people to care for your sheep, that is what happens to them. When they see the wolf coming, they run away for their lives and leave you alone. But not your caring, loving, perceptive leader. He says, Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep, but not the placenta leader. The placenta leader has a goal to keep us together as placenta members. His goal is to always keep us together, always do things together, always be there for you. Whatever issue, his purpose is that we will not scatter any longer. Amen. Hebrews 10 25. He says, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is. Some of you, your manner is that you are absent a lot from church gatherings. That's your manner. And it doesn't, it's your way of life. It doesn't bother you. You see, we, we, we call you and then we, we call you and call you and then you come home. So, we go through calling this one, calling this one, calling this one, calling this one. You are found one. So then we keep calling, calling, until we reach you again and we call you again. Oh, I'll come for you. I'll come. I'll come for you. Hey. How long should we call you? How long? Why are you not coming to church? Why are you not coming to church? Why are you not coming to church? I will come. I will come. I will come. You, you wait, I will come. Hey, church members. But when we are in a basenta, you see, your basenta leader knows why you are not in church. And he will work out everything that needs to be done so that you'll be in church. Today I spoke to someone who has not been in church and I found out a very important reason why the person is not in church. And I'm praying that God will make way that that thing will happen that the person can come to church. Amen. Are you listening to me? I would not know if I didn't call the person. And it took me a while to reach that person, to call the person to find out. Because you didn't come here that day and I had to call him. I didn't point to you, so don't. Why are you angry? Amen. So he says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exalting one another. That is what the presenter does. We exalt one another. We encourage one another. But exalting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. So the presenter's goal is to exalt and encourage one another. 
We don't forsake gathering. We don't neglect gathering. When we have a sentence, it helps us to encourage one another. Amen. Amen. Do you think it's a good idea? Yeah. How many of you think that Basenta is a good idea? The young people don't think it's a good idea. I'm your Basenta leader. <laughs> or I'm going to be your Basenta leader. So you must like it. Your Basenta leader will remind you of your church meetings. Your Basenta leader will remind you of flow meetings. When we are having flow, your Basenta leader will remind you your Basenta leader will remind you of outreaches. When we have outreach, your Basenta leader, sometimes, you see, you need someone to just encourage you to go. Something that is so much of a blessing, sometimes you need someone to encourage you. You will think that everyone will just go. But some of us need encouragement. Hallelujah. Your Basenta leader will remind you of other people's birthdays, other people's celebrations. When you are having a small celebration, your basenta will show up. They will come and support you. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes. There are certain things that you know you are having, and you would love to have had some people around, but you feel you don't want to bother people. But your basenta, your basenta will be like a family that whatever you ask of them will never feel like a bother, and it will be a blessing. I tell you, the quality of care is going to be great. And finally, when you join a basenta, you will have a loving, caring basenta leader who notices your issues, problems, and is willing to help. Amen. He will notice your issues, he will notice your problem, and is willing to help. Amen. You know, many times people call and they feel that they don't want to bother you. I'm telling you. I'm looking at one right now. And I say, it's not the bachelor, I don't want to bother you. No, no, I don't want, it's not everything that we have. That is why we need the percentage. For the percentage, everything matters to us. Everything that is concerning you is important to us. I will have time for my percentage. I will have time for them. And your percenta leader will have time for you because he's not or she is not overbearing. And you will never feel that she or he is overbearing. Because you know it's just the seven of us. How can you be overbearing? Oh, let me call him. You will never feel guilty calling your percenta leader. Amen. So John 10 verse 12 again says the highest hand is not a shepherd and does not own a sheep.
you wouldn't have been found. Are you listening to me? Through the percentage, people are going to find husbands. People are going to find wives. People are going to find jobs. People are going to find direction in career. Through the percentage. Because you'll be able to talk one-on-one with your percentage leader. Your percentage leader will talk to the pastor and say, this person wants to go to school. This person wants to do this. But he's still confused as to what to do. There are many people who have given them direction as to what to do. But it is only possible if I'm able to communicate with you. If you bring it to my attention. Amen. Amen. So the placenta is designed to bring you high quality care. To bring you high quality care more than the large, the church at large can provide. The kind of care that the placenta is going to provide is one-on-one care, intimate counseling. Amen. 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 Intimate. Amen. And we want to build it. We want to build it so that we will benefit from it. We want to build it so that we will benefit from the relationship that are going to arise from the placenta. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what your placenta size will be. Some people, your placenta size may be just three people. Three people. Some people may be just five people. Are you listening? Some people may be seven. But by all means, there will be percenters. Hallelujah. And every one of you must be in a percenter. Every one of you will be in a percenter. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord and rise to your feet as we pray. Father, we are grateful and thankful. We thank you, Lord, for this great wisdom. Father, we thank you for even showing us how you yourself, Lord, even in the church, in the wilderness, you saw the need for small groups. You saw the need for several other leaders to join the pastor with the same spirit and helping to do the work. We thank you for this revelation in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, even as we set on with this system, we pray, Lord, for your divine wisdom and direction. We pray for your light. We pray, Lord, that you give us of your Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit who began the first church to continue to lead and to guide us through this wisdom to build your church to provide for the flock that none of them will fall out. In the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord, that you give us the direction. In the name of Jesus, let our hearts be in this system. In the name of Jesus, Father, let it not fail, but let it prosper. In the name of Jesus, we declare that we will go forward, we will grow, we will become a mega church. In the name of Jesus, we will provide the high quality care to Rock in the name of Jesus, and Lord, we pray for your anointing to come upon us to do this work in Jesus' name, amen. amen. With all eyes closed and everything, you are here this afternoon, you are not born again, you want to give your life to Christ. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord, as my Savior, as my Master. If that is a prayer, you do not want to be in this place. 
message. Come worship with us at the Kodesh Family Church located at 1810 Randall Avenue, Bronx, New York at 2 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you.